assemble. Scotty, meet me. It's SJ, and welcome to the very first episode of Let's Converse. I'm here with my friend Kim today, who also worked the convention circuit, and we will discuss the history of conventions and how it all started. So, when we talk about conventions, we all think about San Diego Comic Con. That's the first one that usually comes to mind to people. And New York Comic Con. And New York Comic Con. These are the big ones that people will talk about. Um, and it's usually the central hub for like cinematic announcements, anticipated panels, like it's where all the the action is taking place and where people will actually wait for trailers and everything that we expect in especially in the famous Hall H uh that gets filled up every year. Absolutely. <laughs> That's where they're gonna make this big announcement. And it's actually pretty exciting for everyone around the world. But that's not the only convention, because we do have a lot that are hosted everywhere around the world in major and minor cities. Yep. There's probably about, I'd say, five or six conventions happening every other weekend all over the place. Yeah. And cool. yeah, not just like San Diego, New York. We have London. We have Atlanta that will be coming up soon. I will be heading to Stockton. Absolutely. In California. So. And there's not just comic conventions. There's also horror conventions and all other different That's types. That's it. Of- a lot of different types. So, I mean, tattoo conventions. Yeah. Are absolutely. I've heard of gun conventions. Yeah. Which- that is a thing. That's that's a thing. It's very American. <laughs> no gun conventions <laughs> in Europe that I know of. No. So, but, you know, before they actually became huge and successful... They were something very, very different. They started on a very much smaller scale because right now we're talking about conventions that will have like 170,000 people per day to some of the biggest actually have over 300,000 people a day. Oh, absolutely. So now and between the vendors and the different people working them, there's well over that. That's it. But let's just rewind the clock. And talk about what happened in 1936. Oh, boy. We're going that far back. We need to contact some Time Lords over here (laughs) with a blue box. 1936 is actually the year the first convention was recorded. So that's the first time a meetup happened between people from a fandom. And that's what they call the first convention that was recorded in history. Okay. So, and actually that convention was nine people (laughs) from different fandoms that decided to meet in Philly. And they were all fan of science fiction because obviously at the time it was literature and they were all fans of science fiction literature. And they all decided to meet in Philly and that is now known as PhilCon. Wow. So it's still going on. It is still going on. Wow. Wow. It is still going on. So that's been a while. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if it's still a sci-fi convention or if they I think expanded they, the, into the comic realm. They probably expanded. Yeah. But most of the first conventions were about science fiction 
and science in general, but mainly science fiction. That's what was recorded in history. Obviously, there might be more. Who knows? Also, who knows if it was kind of like a UFO convention where everybody's like, where are the aliens? Are they among us? Is that happening? Who knows? Maybe that was <laughs> there was one in New Mexico we don't know about. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but in New York City, it was in July 1939 that they actually had the very first world science fiction convention. And they counted around 200 people what? that attended that convention. In 1939, you said. In 1939, at the Hall. I wonder if they had, like, vendors there, if somebody came nope. and, like, sold things <laughs> and no. No, it was mainly, actually, people from um, magazines, fanzines that were attending. Um, they were just there to discuss uh, science fiction. Okay. And it is actually what they said is that somebody called um, Myrtle R. Douglas called as Morojo. She was actually an uh, editor for a fanzine and she came in in a futurist costume that she designed so the first and cosplay that happened. Was, that's okay, it. That's that is known awesome. as the first cosplay recorded. I wonder what they used to make that. I wonder if they just took their bed sheets and like cut holes in them. Oh no, like she that. made the whole thing. She got different fabrics and oh. made what she would think would be futuristic clothes. That's pretty that cool. they thought coming from what they were reading from their science fiction. And there are pictures you can find on the internet of her and her boyfriend at the time that came on this clothes with this clothes on. Oh wow! So the first cosplay known to us comes from 1939, <laughs> and it was sci. Yeah, you need to send me pictures because I have to. I have to understand like where it came from and what was used. See, my mind just takes me other places. Well, photos are black and white, so well, that's fine. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean it's clothes. Yeah, but it's just the way she sewed them together, and the fact that it was homemade. Mm-hmm. That was a first and coming in a costume that was also a first because it was not Halloween. It was not the carnival. It was just a convention that was happening. Right. So, and yeah, and between the 30s and the 60s, there were quite a few conventions, but they were mostly about science fiction. Okay. So now, see, I don't know of many, I know of many horror conventions and comic conventions. The sci-fi conventions, I guess, have dwindled. There are they are still there, but not as many, I guess. Nope. Hmm. I think the interest afterwards became in the 60s, the comics started appearing and yeah. mostly they were there, but I think the superhero genre started picking up more in the 60s. Yeah, and it kind of knocked the Star Wars and Trekkies out. So. That's it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So there was actually a rising comics and just a newfound interest in like superheroes, And that's how the first convention that actually was born, because the first comic book convention was in 64 in New York City. Oh, wow. It's all right. New York. I think of when did like someone like Stanley like create the different superheroes and stuff like that, that created the big buzz for the comic conventions to happen. So, all right. I mean, most of the comics we know were born early 60s. Yeah. Because the X-Men were born in, I think, 63. Mm. So it's most of those comics that we know and love actually were born in the 60s. And I think that it's all those teenagers that love those comics that decided to come together and create cons. And actually, some of the people that created cons were actually underage. 
But that makes sense because you're a kid, you're reading comics, you're getting together with your friends. You want a big group of people to hang out with to discuss them all. So that, yeah, that absolutely makes sense. So that that's actually quite interesting to know that you might have been a 14, 15 year old in the 60s and suddenly you decide to create an event that later on will be attended by They should have copyrighted it. They're probably kicking themselves out. I lost out on all this. What did I do? (laughs) This first con was actually called New York Comic-Con. So it's not Comic-Con. Comic-Con. C-O-M-I-C-O-N. That was the name. So it's not the New York Comic-Con, but that was the name. It was just meetups. It was not nothing big. It was just like meetups with a few industry guests just to show like new di- like new drawings and things. Mm-hmm. So it was not a big, big thing. Yeah. But still, it had 200 people attending and more, and it grew. And usually they were single-day events. Nowadays, we know most of those oh, ones three. will have oh. two, three days. Mm-hmm. Um, so it will actually become bigger. And those events actually started in church basements, in tiny little places. That makes sense to me. Because <laughs> when I was younger in high school, we always went to like the, the yeah, different churches, their basements, their, their things to go see concerts or bands or meet up with friends and do like poetry nights. So it makes sense that that's where the first Comic-Con. Oh, yeah. But now if you think about it, we're going to even start like massive convention centers in the city you go to new york comic-con and you're in the javits center which and it's not just that building that they use it's different buildings throughout new york city for the different panels so it's it's spread among yeah the places we've been oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) not church basements anymore but yeah so it's in the 60s also that one convention emerged above every other convention and it's called Salone Internazionale del Comics. It's known as Luca Comics and Toys. And it's a Comic-Con in Italy. Oh. In the tiny city of Luca. it was created in 1964 mm-hmm. uh, by Italians Renato Trini and Romano Calizzi and a Frenchman called Claude Moliterni. And it was held in Luca, and it's still going on nowadays. And it's the first convention to actually put the word comics in the ty- in their name. Okay. That's I, where the trend came from. The trend came from Italy, but yeah, I don't see <laughs> any more besides, I guess, that one, many comics in Italy and many comic conventions in Italy. I mean, the comics came from Marvel, DC, and all the other comic places. It's just, yeah. it's I grew up with those in Europe, despite the fact that it's probably th- people think, oh, it's American. It's just an American. Actually, comics took over the world. Oh, yeah, of course. And that's why in Italy they decided to do that. It's not just also the comics that you will have with superheroes. We do have a lot of comics that are more like cartoons comics. So Tintin, Asterix, and it might be stuff you're not familiar with, but in Europe it's big, big cartoons. Okay. So that's pretty- they were getting those people to... Uh, come to those conventions and they started awards at this show to awarding like the comics or the the drawers or the artists and that was one of the first actually that had a convention with awards presented for the artists that's awesome so and that was in like 64 (laughs) that they started all this 
And to this day, it's actually the second biggest Comic-Con in the world. You know, now we have to take a trip to Italy. Now we got to go and experience this for ourselves because I bet it's a very entertaining show to go to. Do you know how many tickets they sold last year? Hundred thousand? No. <laughs> Three hundred and twenty thousand. Ooh. It's right. more than New York Comic Con. Right. It's bigger than San Diego Comic Con. Right. And it was held in this tiny little place called Luca in Italy. And they're still going strong that day. So the biggest the biggest Comic Con that actually emerged in the US was in nineteen seventy. And at the time it was called the Golden State Comic Con. Golden State Comic Con. Why does that sound familiar to me now? Because now we call it San Diego Comic Con. Okay. Or the International Comic Con. International Comic Con. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think we should stick to San Diego. <laughs> San Diego Comic Con. I mean, it, it just has that ring that everybody knows coming to it. <laughs> so they did a first run on March 1970. And for one day, around 100 people came. And then they decided that summer to do a three-day convention. And they got 300 people that attended. Okay, so they're the ones that wanted to make it a weekend party for everyone involved. That, All right. that was the idea of Sheldorf, one of the persons that is behind the convention. Mm-hmm. And he was quite young when he created that. They were still underage because they had trouble finding a place that will welcome them, that will welcome the event. They probably didn't take them seriously because of their age and were like, no. I mean, oh, no. I think also insurances and things maybe. Well, yeah, that's yeah, that that's a thing too. <laughs> so the, this one was actually held in the U.S. Grand Hotel in San Diego. Okay. So that was one of the first ones held in the hotel. It was in the basement. Let's just be honest; it was not on the hotel floor like like now the ballrooms. It was in the basement. Mm-hmm. But that was the first one that was held in a hotel basement and attracted around three hundred people. And year after year. It just grew and grew and grew to what we know nowadays. But I think because back then being, and I don't mean this in any kind of a wrong way, being a nerd or someone that was obsessed with superheroes or comics or anything like that wasn't the cool thing. It wasn't the cool kids. So they threw them in a basement to hide them away (laughs) from everybody else. And now now it's like cool to not be cool or... uh, liking comic books and talking about superheroes or sci-fi or everything is the thing that everyone is doing now. We don't have to hide about it anymore. It's more out in the open. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I think that's that's the thing. People were hiding it because yeah. especially adults, I think, at the time because you like comics, comics are for children, yep. they would say, because it's like images. Or it's a nerdy thing to do or it's nerdy. back when... It's a waste of time. Mm-hmm. It's it's all fiction. What would you read this? And then in the end, it's like some of those comics gave hope to people. I mean, Captain America was created to give hope to the nation. Well, look at it now. Look at Marvel and the movies and the mm-hmm. shows and the everything. It, it just blew up to everything. And now everyone is proud to be a nerd and read these comics and be a part of this world. And now there's selling 300 and something thousand tickets because That's of it. it. That's it. From church basements <laughs> to ruling the world. Well, the thing is, this convention was the first one to become mainstream. It was not just science fiction. It was not just comics. Because they decided one year to hold some kind of a premiere of a movie called Star Wars. Okay. So they're the first one that actually showed the movie. And that movie was Star Wars. And that's where a lot of fans 
decided to attend because mm-hmm. they were the first they one to have to the see. panel with Star Wars actors. Oh, okay. So you're smart. Hence because the whole H. Yeah. yeah. That's where whole H actually came. Um, so they did that. And also this is where studios started taking an interest in conventions because they seeing use people... They to platform their movies and Not just that. Them. Also, this was a great venue to advertise products. Mm-hmm. Figurines, all action yeah. figures... This was the platform. So that is why. That's really cool. But yeah, so in the 70s, that's where everything took a rise. And it went from... That's probably when the vendors started coming in. And people are selling the toys and the action figures and everything to go along with what they're showing. And the fandom, if you will. I mean, in the 70s is where everything started to probably start because of all the new movies coming out and mm-hmm. the new technology we were having and more and more people being interested in that. Yeah. And it was said that in most major cities, there were loads of events being held, including in France and Europe. They started getting like conventions, not really conventions, but like events that pertain to you. Yeah. But everything back then had to be spread by word of mouth. It's not like social media and having the internet and everything like we do now. So it was your friend. Yeah, the radio. But (laughs) radio was the thing. Radio. But if you weren't living around that area, people weren't going to travel to go there because they're not getting the radio stations that are telling them about it and everything like that. So it's like, okay, I'm my friend is here, and oh, I'm going to tell them about this, and let's go on a road trip, let's dress up, let's do that, and become a fun time. But yeah, I mean with. The ticket sales and everything like that, I can only imagine. Oh. Before the, the social media. It, like, I can't think of the probably, time. It, the probably <laughs> it would probably was, what, $2 a ticket to enter at the time? Oh, my goodness. It's still not that, that expensive, but, I mean, no, you can still, to just enter, the admission ticket is not that expensive to go into no, okay, fair the comment. I'm thinking VIP and, and this bundle <laughs> and that bundle and, and parking and traveling <laughs> and hotels and... This it's, was just, yeah. Obviously, it was a different economy at the time as well. Maybe Very two, true. $2 was probably like 20 for now. Yeah. I mean, I'm terrible at math. Yeah, I, me too. <laughs> but in 1975, mm-hmm. that's where the biggest Comic Con in the world was actually created. It's called Comicet. Have you ever heard of it? Comicet? Comicet. Like, no. It's held in Japan, in Tokyo. Uh, okay. All right. Fair enough. That, yep. <laughs> would the be. first time they had it, 700 people came in Tokyo, Japan. Yeah. So we all now, know Japan. Now, was that when has, anime was, it was created mainly, and stuff like that back then? Yes. Was it, it was mainly for anime at the mm-hmm. time, manga. Yeah. Um, But that was the first one that was developed. And it's also a non-profit convention. And it still remains non-profit to this day. What? Yes. It's okay. the first convention that Comiquette. was... Comiquette. Oh. First convention that was non-profit, integrated in 75, wow. and is still going strong nowadays. And attendance in 2019 was 750,000 people. Yeah. Which yep. is... So 700 to 750,000 is a pretty awesome jump from that amount of years. Yes. And that's why it makes it the first Comic-Con in the world. That's very So, good. San Diego, that we all know, is actually not the first or the second. 
Just is falling behind. <laughs> but yeah, so they actually ended up creating a mainstream manga and anime after the start of Comic Cat is actually you will have artists going that were more independent and they will go and they were starting that's where some of the anime we know now started. It was at that convention because they were going there, they were drawing, they were discussing, and ideas flourished and ended up in creating um, well, absolutely different I'm sure a lot of ideas blossomed because you're with a whole bunch of like-minded talented people so when you get those people together in the same room then so many ideas can happen so many different things can happen so many shows movies art is created and that's oh, yeah. one of the most beautiful things about these conventions i mean and this is where like late 70s this is where the started being more mainstream and not just we're all about science fiction or we're all about comics. This is where like everything started to the mix. joint fandom. That's the it. Joint fandoms collide. Yeah. Comics, manga, mm-hmm. entertainment industry, like movies and shows. That's always started all mixing up. The eighties was like And I'm sure where, more of the the um toy creators and the figurines and those people started coming. I mean, seventeen eighties where we have loads of figurines on that collectible yeah, stuff. Absolutely. If you have one, keep it, seal it. You probably didn't know that back then. They're probably kicking it's themselves. yeah. <laughs> <Now> <laughs> things are worth now. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, those cones were like super popular and they grew and grew and nowadays it's like like you say we have at least five cons every weekend Mm -hmm. at least in any part of the world and it's not just like mainstream anymore it's some of them are very niche this well yeah now there's there's there are conventions created just for one television show oh yes like one type of i mean starfleet international conference for the Star Trek people. Well, there's tons of different Star Trek. We have the Gallifrey One for Doctor Who fans. Yes. Star Wars <laughs> Celebration. Well, Doctor Who was probably, now that I go back and think about it, that was a huge show back then. So I'm sure that one of the first sci-fi conventions was probably With, highly based off of, of Doctor Who. Of course. And Whovians, because <laughs> we all know the Whovians. Rowdy bunch. <laughs> <laughs> we we love our doctor. Uh, I mean, the show is on TV. I mean, it has been on TV. The it's first currently. run was in the 60s. It was 63 yep. that they started Doctor yep. Who. It had a break. It came back in like the 90s, like 96. There was a season. Mm-hmm. And then and it's the been two, on that's ever it. since then. Late 2000, <laughs> back, and it's been on since then. We Well, at the time, it's like they're trying to find ways because they were supposed to be only... 12 or 13 reincarnation of the doctors when in the early times when they were explaining it and suddenly it's like well we passed that we need a way to explain sci-fi or (laughs) or comics is you can just make anything happen (laughs) you're like okay well this wasn't the third doctor it's like the third doctor removed from this dimension and he's coming back into this dimension and it's really a clone of this guy and it's like oh okay we can do anything here and then you have the the multiverses of different like you can do anything people are like oh this character is going away nope Nope, nope. <laughs> Look, <This> magic. This <laughs> alive again. I mean, just any supernatural show, 
or that was supernatural and okay. supernatural. <laughs> How many times did the characters die? Where yeah, it's and like oh, the show's over. Oh, hi, just kidding. <laughs> I know. So we're this... going way off topic here. That's for another episode. Let's go back. <laughs> Wheel it in. Wheel it in. So yeah, so literally, <laughs> conventions started in in the thirties, and we're now nowadays we have conventions five every weekend. Mm-hmm. Every fandom possible. It can be specialized in. We have the anime ones. We have a My Hero Academia convention coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, just about My Hero Academia. You have yeah. Star Wars celebrations in April that, for the first time, will actually move to London. What? So, Star Wars celebration this year will be. So, that means all of them are flying. Yes. And I know a lot of people <laughs> are flying. So, oh, they are. They will it. follow anywhere. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. And that, some of these that became are, yeah. such a lucrative business because people will be spending a lot of money mm-hmm. to those conventions. Not only will they pay for their flights and hotel, but then you pay for your entry ticket. Depending on what tier you're getting, you can get VIP or there's like platinum passes. Yeah. But then there's all the autographs, photo ops, selfies. And then certain conventions, even to get in line to see a certain celebrity or a certain guest, you have to buy a special badge pass just for that person alone on top of everything else. Mm -hmm. And some conventions will have panels you have to pay for. Oh, yes. <laughs> See, I haven't ran into that yet. Well, I ran into it. Oh. Uh, former Walker Stalker used to have Norman Ridus and uh, uh, Andy. Okay. Yep, yep. And yep, this panel yep. was... But we don't everything talk about was that. Going we, don't, to we don't acknowledge <laughs> No, these ones are going that. to charity. But <laughs> okay, we'll see. If, that's different. If I know correctly, I think in Dubai, some of the panels the people had to pay to attend. So that is another thing. It's, it's such a huge expensive weekend if you're going to one absolutely and nowadays like we said it's just it's not just one day anymore it's not just a few hours it's most of the time three days Mm -hmm. but i believe there's a horror convention in salem that is actually like a month long and every weekend they have different guests and everything like that (laughs) yeah it's a horror convention obviously salem massachusetts but i can't think of the name of it but i'm pretty sure it's a month-long celebration and every weekend it's different guests and everything like that yep (laughs) that's that's a lot is it salem horror fest i believe it is but that one only says from the 20th to 30th but i know there is something i know It's, it's like a whole long celebration. So they're taking it to next levels. I know. I know. <laughs> Pretty soon it'll be a week-long convention fest. Well, it's highly possible because we have half a week. Like San Diego actually starts on Wednesday evening. Wednesday? Okay. It starts, New York starts Thursday, right? New York Comic Con is Thursday to Thursday, Sunday. And San Diego will have a preview night on Wednesday evening. And okay. then they are full-on Thursday Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Mm-hmm. And if you want good tickets, the good tickets are usually Friday and th- Saturday where you have the biggest panels in Hall H. Well, Saturday, and yeah. you will have people camping there to get their spot for Hall H. It's, it's like the San Diego games. yet. I've done New York. <laughs> I have not had the pleasure of going to San Diego yet. So we will see what happens. I mean, it's at a point where the San Diego Convention Center is too small for it. That vendors have apparently installed tents to sell their things outside of the convention. But that's clever because people that are waiting to get in are going to start buying things now before they're out of money. 
And well, because <laughs> once you we, get inside, your money goes away real fast. So if you're and outside. for a few years, the Nerd HQ that was run by Zachary Levi was actually outside of the convention. It was completely free to enter, and there were panels. Okay. And panels, I think you had to pay for, but everything was going to charity. Mm-hmm. But the Nerd HQ had like different things you can do, and just like some of the conventions nowadays. You had video games, you had new technology, it was introducing new products. So, and this is what conventions are for now. It, it, we have some new technology being introduced, new games, new artists, and it's a great, I think, place for people to introduce themselves and oh, be able to express their art and sell it to people, present it to people. And then that's how the biggest ones actually emerged it's by doing those cons but also it's all we're all there going for the news i mean for me it's like i love hearing about the new things going on and new trailers and oh the trailers being released new tv shows coming out and it's like either like love something or hate (laughs) something like you know the classic movies oh we're redoing this girl but then you're like oh hey we're we're continuing something that you've missed for a long time yay i think it's also popular because we are all fans of the same thing. Well, everyone's a fan of something. That's it. Everyone is a fan of something. If someone's like, oh, I don't like a fandom, you're a liar. <laughs> you, there I is mean, something that you are a fan of, yes. whether it's uh, toys or whether it's sports or whether it's uh, sci-fi or horror. Somebody, everyone is a fan of something. And that's why conventions are just going to keep getting bigger and bigger, and there's going to be more of them. And we're and it's all... less taboo. It's less yeah. taboo. It's like it's now it's cool to be a nerd. And exactly. I mean, that's at the wonderful. time, I remember yeah, being younger. It's like you couldn't be a nerd, but now it's cool. It's like I'm into this, but I also I'm can be an athlete, but I can mm-hmm. also be super into comics or video games or. Oh yeah, video games are a big thing. Mm-hmm. So, but before it was like no, no, no. Scientists for these people, for the nerds, and mm. athletes have sports, and that's it. And now we're all just together. And like I and always say about conventions, it's like the island of misfit toys. Everyone <laughs> from all walks of everything like are all there for the same reasons. Everyone's happy. Everyone gets along. People you never thought you would become close to or friends with, you're friends with now, all because of just some shared experiences and shared fandoms and it, it's just it's everyone comes together for the same reasons and that's it's a wonderful thing i know so thank you to the people in the 1930s that made this happen because <laughs> we're all better people and happier because of it we're happier we that's how we all met actually mm-hmm. that's why we how we met yes and yeah and this is how i meet tons of people and i can spend weekends having so much fun sharing my passion for things Absolutely. With other people that I don't know. And I mean, I'd be quite boring without conventions. So I, <laughs> I think a lot of us will be. But it's also conventions is like a great way to also introduce people to new things because we have the curious people that have never been yeah. just coming in, just be like, okay, I want to see what it's all about. Especially when you take the train and suddenly you've got Darth Vader coming in, the followed, followed by like Sangoku and can you imagine like the can you imagine the first time people ever started like groups of people started dressing up in cosplay and they're walking to go to where the convention is? All the neighbors <laughs> and the people on the streets are probably like, 
oh my we're god, the people attack. escaped the mental institution, or <laughs> what's going attack. on? It we're getting like robbed, or people in masks? Oh no, what's it happening? It was the Cold War when he was at its peak. So <laughs> it's like, I'm pretty I sure that would I can only imagine very... the looks those people got, but oh my god. I mean, goodness. they still we still get the looks, because I remember in London, living in the suburbs and having to travel... Yeah, but like first crossing one, more than first half. time a group of people dressed up is like oh I, still, I wish I was it's there still going I wish I was a fly on the wall it's still <laughs> going for people that are not used to it it's mm. like when you're taking the train like from where I was living in mm. southwest London to go all the way to southeast London you're crossing the entire t- city yeah and you will be the first one on the train sometime being in cosplay <laughs> and people would give you looks and yeah one year I was like I had a boy in Ara as well which oh, probably okay, scared no. a few people <laughs> um, but oh. in the end it's like little by little you would see more people coming in and we had I mean I remember the one that scared everybody was the Nazgul somebody dressed as a Nazgul <laughs> from the Lord of the Rings Oh, see, I never watched those. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, he he <laughs> kind of scared everybody on the train. Um, but yeah, some people are not used to it, and yeah. I think they were new to the fact that because it people got more comfortable traveling with their cosplay. Oh, a lot of, of people will stay in hotel close by, but this time. A oh, lot now of, like, people are loud and proud I, and dressed up and supporting it. everything. Man. And if you if you <laughs> live in London. Like you, yeah. you will not go and book a hotel that will cost your kidney in order to go to convention. <laughs> you will just take the tube and go in the DLR and go mm-hmm. to the Excel Center. And that's what happened is that people were dressed up and little by little the train was imagine? filling I mean, up not with people in train. cosplay. And that was hilarious to see the look on other people's people faces. People are that driving. No I wonder if people, like, like, again, like I said, when this first started before everyone knew what <laughs> cosplay was, I can imagine somebody getting in their car and driving and getting pulled over by a cop dressed as like an Ewok or something. <laughs> and I'm like, can I you mean, imagine that cop's face? He's probably like, I don't even know what to say to just, you right now. Just you driving. It's <laughs> like me driving today, looking in my rearview mirror and be like, is this the guy from Casa del Papel behind me? <laughs> There was a mask on the... It was creepy. Yeah, but very true. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure, like, I mean, we went from 1936 to nowadays, 2023. Oh, I feel so And different. the conventions are bigger than ever. And I'm just... They're gonna now the question is, what is it going to be like in 30 years? I'll like, still be there. Oh, <laughs> If we're still there. I'll be going. I'll still be going at that age. With your like, walker. Well, whatever. The walker could be a part of the cosplay, man. I, I'll start doing it. Going there, right? I'll be the little guy, the old man from Up. That's I mean, what I'll do. a little walker with little tennis balls on it, like moseying on around. No, what I love to see at conventions is parents taking their children. It's the cutest thing ever. There, it is wonderful because it, it's multi generational now, mm-hmm. and it's the same. Some of the same actors, like you, like obviously, parents introduce their children to movies that they loved so much when they were younger. So when I'm sitting with some of um, the the voice actors, I'm, I'm blessed enough to work with and i remember i was working with a certain voice actor and his this dad and his son came up and they both started fanboying like the son the dad was just as bad as the son and it was the most heartwarming adorable thing i've ever seen in my life because it was a kid and this kid must have been i want to say he was like eight years old and the dad was probably like around like mid 30s 40 
And they were both like, they were both so happy. And, and the fact that there's that big of an age gap and you can bring your kid to enjoy something just as much as you do and, and people can share in that and enjoy life and, and everything and be together and have, make those memories together with the same fandom is just, oh, it tears me up. <laughs> I know. I love it. It's, it's wonderful and it's something I, I hope I can introduce to my children as well. Yes. So, yes. so yeah, and I hope that everybody that listened to us will think the same if you've never been to a convention then go take a plunge do go. it you'll get you'll obsessed just like we are so much fun <laughs> it's insanely fun it's what we love to do it's just meeting new people you will literally sharing some the, of the same best passion people. about the same thing so we encourage you all to go and we'll talk to you in the next episode all right bye, bye.